fun. Hey everyone, it's Lenny G here with Bobby TX, and we are starting a new po podcast called Focused Action. And we really just wanted to put together a short podcast every week where we are sharing stories of what we're doing here in Texas to support a lot of different initiatives. And our group got together about a year and a half ago. And um, I'll let Bobby introduce himself here in a second, but just wanted to share a bit about what our group um, types of members are. I mean, we really got together a whole group of people from around the state in representing many different counties, um, people who really love to learn about history and um, the context of what's going on in our political climate right now. Um, we all listen to a lot of different podcasts, but there's one in particular that helps to inform us um, on which directions potentially to take and to be able to cut through a lot of the noise out there and really stay focused. Um, our group is not one where we post a lot of memes and make fun of things and complain. It's really a place where um, we are really focused on some particular things. And over the past year and a half, we've been able to accomplish a lot of objectives. And that is because we keep it super focused. So Really, we wanted to put together a quick podcast where we share some of the things we're doing, pull in different people from various counties to share their stories to help inform you on what you can be doing um, instead of just sitting there feeling like helpless and hopeless and demoralized, which is not a good place to be. So, you know, we could be sitting in a spot right now where we are super angry um, with where things are going with our country. Um, and we can be, right? But if we're focused on channeling that anger into something productive, then um, we're going to get more accomplished. And honestly, the only people that are going to get this done um, are me, Bobby, you, anyone listening here, you are the only people that are going to get this done. So, um, I, you know, live in Travis County in right in Austin in the thick of things. Um, and I know Bobby also lives nearby. Um, he's not here right at this moment, but he's in his house. I'm in mine, um, but in <laughs> Travis County as well. So, Bobby, you want to introduce yourself and how you found the group and what you think about the group and what we've been able to achieve. Um, hi, so I'm Bobby and I, I like I think like a lot of people when the shutdown happened, I was like, this is really strange and um, and it's not right, you know? And then, so you start looking for answers and um, digging deeper than just what the news is telling you because the news is already garbage. And, uh, you know, we had a president telling us it was fake news for years. So it's like, I'd already tuned out. I mean, Fox News, of course, was legit, but the rest of it was fake, right? And, um, and it just started looking for answers and most of it sounded like um, hopium, but it was like I, I like I wanted to hear it. So it was some of the medicine I needed, but then I started digging a little bit. And then the more I dug, it was like, oh, no, there's actually a lot more going on than I'd realized. And as I start to wake up and look around, it's like, well, who can I align myself with that's actually making a difference instead of just complaining about it? Because it's really it doesn't take a lot of effort to find people posting memes and pointing out that, look, they're messing up over there or this, or they're taking all these things from us. Like, can you believe that they're taking, this is terrible. Well, what do you, well, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? I mean, it was like, would you, if someone's breaking into your house, would you just give live commentary of the, of the break-in or would you do something about it? You know what I mean? And so, um, 
I started to grade whether I wanted to invest my time and people's content based on whether they were actually doing something or if they were just reporting, um, you know, if you're just reporting the Titanic sinking to the bottom of the ocean, then you're not really doing anything for me because I can see that it's sinking. I don't need your help there. Um, and so when I happened onto this group, it was like such a breath of fresh air because sending out letters to the commanders of every military installation in the country. Um, on one hand, I just sent paper, but it was like just sending the paper with a message that I 100% believed in. Um, it just felt so good to actually be able to do a thing. And um, that was and also, I, just so everyone knows, that was also particularly um, surprising and amazing that we spent all that time sending all these letters, right? I don't remember how many we sent. It was like 200 for each of us, right? Or something like yes. that across the country to all of these military base commanders and up to our Department of Defense. And some of the words verbatim from our letter, we also sent them to all of the attorneys general. Um, and everybody in the country sent it to uh, the Texas Attorney General Paxton. Um, but some of the words and the full paragraph, I think, around, you know, some of the um, arguments that we were making in that letter around, um, you know, bodily autonomy and, and sovereignty and, um, and freedom and, um, you know, the constitutional amendments, I think, you know, the 10th and 11th Amendment, right? or 11th and 12th, 9th and 10th, I can't remember. Um, but they, they were actually used in the argument that, that was brought forward from some of the attorney generals to the Supreme Court for um, the CMS case. And if you go and look it up, if you, you can see that Clarence, Justice Clarence Thomas asked about Perrin's patrie, or however you spell it, however you pronounce it, um, and, and that was the words that, that were used to make the argument were, were from our letter. And, um, you know, we got that letter from someone we respect very much and um, Tori in the particular podcast that we, we all listen to and, um, and it was just hugely impactful. I mean, you know, it seems like a small thing, but those small things make a huge difference. Yes. I mean, and, and seeing those little things, it's like, it's, it's kind of like everything in life where, where if you, if you try to lose weight or make a change, you know, in your personal life, um, you can't lose weight by being really good on the weekends, screwing up all week, but then really good on the weekends or vice versa. Like you need to do a little, you need to do a little win every day. You don't need to be perfect every day. You just need to do a little bit every day and over a month that compounds and over several months it compounds and that's what we that's what we in this group are doing is we're chipping away every day piece by piece at all of these things that have been built up around us without even us noticing it and if we try to hit a home run by electing one powerhouse person or changing one law that's really not going to fix anything that's it's going to give us a little victory that you can put on a headline and you can feel really good about yourself and make you know shirts maybe um but what we really want are um we want to systematically take everything back in little pieces every day so that um once you've built that up they can't take it away from you overnight that's yeah. something that's that's been you know, having it starting with a couple of hundred people in Texas, then now we're into 
um, maybe over a thousand. And then, you know, at some point, if we build to a hundred thousand or 200,000, 200,000 people sending 200 letters just from Texas is an enormous voice that, that they can't turn off overnight. When there's a hundred people, you might be able to turn us off. Or if it's one person, you might be able to frame them and get them arrested so they can't speak anymore. But when it's 200,000 regular people like uh, Lindsay and I, you end up, um, you end up overwhelming them because they can't stop all of that. And then regular people take notice. And that's really what we want. Yes. And so kind of the, the main pillars that we focus on is, you know, those, those specific calls to action. And those are happening all the time in the groups. They could be something as simple as sending a letter to your congressman, but not like a na 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 letter. I'm complaining and you suck. You know, it's not that kind of letter. It's got a specific purpose. So we sent a letter recently that was requesting exactly where our money, our tax dollars went um, when, you know, funded through the CARES Act or other types of um, of funding bills like that, like spending bills, um, exactly where those dollars went and got very specific. And we were able to find out, you know, where, what account that, that, money was sitting in. Um, we didn't get great responses from our reps, to be honest, but some other states did. And, um, you know, the key point is to call um, to account and to let people know that we know, right? We know that that money is not sitting on U.S. soil. We know that somebody is earning interest on our tax dollars. Um, we know that it's sitting with the World Bank and the IMF um, and that it is not being used for what it's supposed to be used for. And so it's, it's, it's holding people accountable, letting them know that we know. And I think that's really, really important to understand. So those kinds of calls to action. Um, we also do a lot of sticker brigade type things. Um, those stickers that you see on the gas pumps now, I mean, we printed our first set of stickers. I looked back into my notes um, a year ago in May of 2021. Um, so it, that just doesn't tell you that we were one of the first ones putting those stickers up. Um, then I don't know what does, but we've been doing stickers for a very long time. And I got to tell you, I, last weekend I went to my daughter's um, dress rehearsal for her dance recital and went and used the restroom. And in the stall was one of the sticker designs that I made. And I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty freaking awesome. I took a picture. It took me like a double take for a moment, but like stickers that we've been putting up. I mean, I printed that sticker probably uh, nine months ago and the sticker was not one that I had printed because I printed it as circles, but it was my design, but it was a square. And so um, it just goes to show you how impactful stickers can be um, on the psyche of Americans. Um, that's how they brought down communist, uh, you know, USSR was with stickers. So, um, you know, these kinds of things, again, something very small, you can print some stickers and put them up, um, but huge impact, um, huge payoff in the end. And so, and some of the other things that we focus on um, is around elections. Um, we have been very focused um, on one particular aspect of election fraud that um, you probably don't hear about a lot, but you might be very soon. But something for a year and a half, a year and a half, we have been working county by county in the state of Texas to find out what version of the election voting systems each county says that they used, um, each version um, that they, you know, signed the contract for and all, you know, everything in between. We've been getting very specific on, um, you know, what has been 
certified by, you know, through the HAVE Act with the Election Assistance Commission at the federal level and what supposedly is certified at the state and the county levels and who's responsible and what the reports say. And it's it really is a tremendous amount of work that has gone into this and multiple people across multiple counties working together to um, paint an entire picture of where um, where there was fraud um, and where, you know, it's not like what you think because everything that's been going on out there has been around, oh, we need to audit and we need to look at this and we need to watch 2000 mules and, and the ballot stuffing. All of those kinds of things we realized very early on were, you know, were just a cover up and a very obvious, blatant view of, you know, paper shuffling, you know, paper issues, ballot issues. Uh, ballot fraud to cover up for what was really going on, which is something wrong with the machines. And it's all the machines. And we know just inherently that there is something up with the machines. And so our focus has been around building out a lot of evidence um, for what has been going on in Texas around our election machines. And, um, and we have uncovered a lot of really crazy stuff, which we would love to share with you in coming, coming weeks and coming podcasts. And I mean, that's really what we're trying to do here is, and, and Bobby, maybe you can speak a little bit about this, about being the news instead of watching and being a spectator. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like um, the news kind of c- controls the narrative, which sends you into a direction or focuses you on maybe 10 items that are of, of what they want you focused on and they don't want you to really sit and think about um is it really just these machines or have elections been manipulated for years and years and the machine is just the latest way they've been doing it you know like we grew up um learning from our parents and what was around us. And we grew up to believe that certain things are absolutely true just because they've always been that way. We like, like in America, we're free and we get to vote and we get to elect people because we were told as kids that other countries don't have that freedom. And you go look at it and they would even on the news, they would say, look in, in Colombia and in Chile and all these other countries, they've they're they don't have free and fair elections there. And that's why they have these horrible dictators elected. And, and you know, and that's why we have to go because we are the free and we're going to go help, you know, for the downtrodden, the, you know, the people who are being oppressed, we're going to go liberate them. Right. Like that's the story we've been told for years and years and years. Little, little did we know that maybe um maybe things have not been um absolutely fair here in elections that you think are you know maybe in the 90s the elections were manipulated and i'm not saying that i have evidence but one of the things that one of the things that i think um we as a society focus on too much is that we must be able to prove something otherwise it's not true and what you really want to focus, I think, is more important, especially with election integrity, is that what we don't necessarily need to prove this is exactly what happened. We need to prove that there's so many holes that you can't prove it didn't happen. And you can't prove that what you did was certifiable because you don't have a chain of custody that makes that that wasn't uh, that couldn't have been um, in fraud, couldn't have been inserted along the way. So. Um, and I don't think 
regular folks, because I'm a regular person, regular folks don't even know. You just assume, well, there's like these agencies and these agencies' jobs are to review and certify these things. And then, of course, the state would see that certification and do something because they all work together. And why would they? Well, they absolutely don't work together. They don't look at the same thing. There are things that are that they use something that wasn't certified until two months after the fact. There's like, if you've ever gone to the DMV or DPS to get your license and you've worked with those people are lovely people, but they don't coordinate or work together very well. And those people are responsible for using some of the most sophisticated equipment um, to count something that is probably the most important thing that the government does, which is facilitate elections. And um, to think that they're doing it all without a hiccup is naive. And then when you point out certain things that you see the response is so violent, like like you're crazy if you questioned it. Or it's like, I'm crazy if I question it. I have like, like how many other things does the government screw up? I mean, you screw up everything almost at any turn, right? Like if you don't look at your property tax bill, there's probably something wrong with it. If you don't look like I've been, there's so many opportunities for government to fail and they fail almost every single time. So why would the election be any different? You know, and the, and um, so all we're doing really is, 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 do, is following the law or the, the HAVA Act, which outlines what's supposed to happen. And we're like, hey, did that happen? And as we go through it, we're like, oh, actually, no, it's not happening. And then we're telling other people about it. Like, that is the news. Like, no, this is what they're supposed to do. This is what they actually did. And then when we called them on it, they, they ran around in circles and, and talked over us and said we were crazy. And, but they didn't do the things they were supposed to do. Like, it's, it, it, we're not, we're, we're not um, making this up. I mean, it's a, it's a real, I mean, it's actually really simple once you get into what was supposed to happen how did it happen, whether there were enough people to actually have a quorum to make a decision or not. I mean, they have, there's rules for all of this. You know, all you have to do is read them and see if they were applied. Um, yeah, and that's where you got to start. That's where you got to start is actually looking at the laws, reading it and understanding what was done and then the mismatch and then taking and building a case and taking it to court. And that's what we've been doing. And, you know, yeah. We don't have any attorneys helping us. We just have a group of really, you know, just, I don't even know what to call it. A group of people pulled together who all have strengths and skills. Somehow, you know, God brought us all together to work on a project together um, and try and, um, and raise some of this to the public awareness. And I, you know, what's really the struggle for all of us, and I think we're all feeling this with with everything that's been going on the past number of years is that unless it's, you know, said by somebody important, people don't believe it. And that's what has really just blown my mind through this whole process is that unless it's magnified and said by a bunch of different people, people don't believe it. But if you actually just compare, like we like read, if you read the law and read the contracts, for the election machines, you read, you know, the 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 FOIA, you know, um, emails. You read the reports. You read what's supposed to happen in all the various laws. You saw what you know what did occur in our elections. Um, you know what was discussed in the county commissioners' meetings, right? We went through and we looked at all of this, and 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 that's where it's like we became the investigative journalists, 
And then when we want to, you know, talk about it, um, because no one knows who we are, right? They, they don't believe it, right? But it's like, well, but read this, right? Yeah. Read this document, read this law, read this. And what do you think? And so that's what we want to, you know, bring forward and bring to light. And that is when we really say, you know, you can be either be the news or you can watch the news. Um, and so we're trying to, you know, to, to uncover issues that um, aren't just, they're not issues, they're, it's fraud, right? There's like laws broken, um, you know, judicial misconduct, like all of it, right? And the only way we can do that is by actually working through the process, right? We, we looked at the information, we put it together into a case, we take it to court, we see what they say, we see where, you know, we're running into roadblocks, we're seeing where the corruption is. And that is the purpose, to uncover the corruption and to keep going back at it, to keep getting in the ring, to keep getting punched down um, so that we can really bring forward, you know, we're free on paper, at least Americans think, you know, Bobby was just saying that, like we all think that we're free, um, but I think through the past couple of years, we're starting to realize that we're not, um, but we are on paper still. So we can still defend that freedom in a court of law. Now we might not get um, an up and up judge, right? We may not, uh, we may be dealing with very corrupt people on the other side, but that's okay. We, we, we have to expose that and we have to understand it in order to figure out what to do next, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, so it, it can be a little bit overwhelming, especially if you're brand new to this way of thinking, I think. But um, if if we weren't doing this research and building the argument and bringing it to court um, and at least questioning what's going on, they would be running right over us. And you, you know, like at least we started with 100 people who were willing to question it, recognizing there's some patterns that don't look right and questioning it, right? Pulling the thread and digging a little bit deeper. And then we're like, hey, we think we found something. And we're bringing on more people and we're questioning it. And then the, it's just like what I said earlier about starting with little things and building momentum. Like that's all we are. We're just, we just recognize that something isn't right and we're pulling at it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean we're going to get one lawsuit is going to be the landmark lawsuit in August. And then that's it. You know, like it's, it's going to be little victories and little losses, but the only thing, like no matter what they do or they throw out this court case or they, or they block us in one way, we're never going to stop. I mean, we're like the Terminator. We absolutely will not stop ever until the corruption is being minimized like, I, it's going to be really hard to root it all out, but we're going to have them running scared instead of running free, uh, owning everything. Which and waiting for, some, waiting for somebody else to do it. I mean, I'm just, I, yes. I, I, if I was waiting for someone else to do it, I'd be pretty depressed right now. And I think yes. that's how a lot of people are feeling. Yes, it can feel overwhelming at times, like we're trying to do something so big, but um, we know we're not alone. I mean, there's a lot of other state groups that we, we you know that we talk to and that we get ideas from and we coordinate with and we have all of our county groups and um, and it's really empowering and we meet up in person um, to discuss things and um, a lot of you know counties have regular meetups in person I think it's really great to meet people in person knowing that there's a lot of bots online we know that we aren't bots right we're real people and um, 
you know, another thing that we are starting to work on right now, and, you know, this is a focused action thing that um, I can get into your mind for next week. Um, if you are or in the Austin area or you are able to come to Austin next week, next Thursday, the 20th is a public hearing um, of the blockchain working group here in Texas. Um, and this is something that is a huge thing that we need to get out ahead of. Um, when you hear about this, everyone talks about the Great Reset, but I think the word, those words have become meaningless to most people. They just think, oh, they're doing some reset of something. Yeah, there, there's no, there are, there's a mess with a lot of the global currencies and the central banks right now. You can see it with the inflation and all the things going on. And I mean, I'm not going to purport to know every detail of it, but clearly there's something going on with our currency. And our currency has gotten reset multiple times over the past hundred years. So this isn't like, you know, oh, it's never happened before. Like it happened in the 70s when they removed um, our currency from being gold backed. It happened, you know, early in the 1900s. And, you know, this is this just this it happens. There's there's like some monetary, you know, you know, strategy or um, economic policy set of, of, you know, principles that comes out and, and that's what you march toward. But then, you know, really the emperor has no clothes at the end of it and then they got to do something else. Right. I mean, it's just like common sense. Right. So we're not, you know, we're not saying anything here that, you know, isn't what you're already feeling in your pocketbook. Right. I mean, everyone, I think right now is seeing the crypto market tank. Um, we're seeing, you know, weird things happening with um, inflation. A lot, a lot of a lot of things. Right. If you just print enough money. Right. And enough debt. At some point, there's not going to be any money. Right. So yeah. um, you just print yourself into oblivion. We I learned that in economics class in high school and in college that you, you can't print your way out of debt. Um, you're just going to cause more of a problem. So point being, at some point, digital currencies are coming onto the horizon. And, um, you know, we want to make sure and a lot of people are so focused on the vaccine. Um, but have you ever thought about the fact that they could say, you know, well, actually, you're only going to be able to use this digital currency if you blah, 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 blah. Right. And so that becomes a social credit system. And it's really important that we don't allow that in Texas. We cannot allow that to happen. And and this stuff is happening. I mean, the, this blockchain working group has met, is formed, is happening. And um, blockchain stuff is happening like your kids in Dallas community colleges and you know K through 12 right now are are capturing data and putting it on blockchains and tracking that information somebody is getting access to that information that you probably don't want to have access to your child's information and it's all connected to with where they can get a job so um all of these things can seem overwhelming, but not if we get out ahead of it and we go to the working groups and we hear what they're talking about and we help to um, work the process along with all these other mega million dollar paid lobbyists who don't have our interests at heart and do not you know, work for the people, right? They're working yeah. for their industry, for their company's product, um, and they don't care where your data is going and who it is. We need to be able to secure our digital identity. We need to be able to influence, um, you know, what we're going to have to do with, you know, to be able to gain access to money. Um, because if it's, if it's in the ether and it's not tied to anything, like we got a huge problem. 
Yeah. We need that money to be tied to gold. We need it to not be programmable to say, okay, well, only if you believe X, Y, Z and you've been vaccinated with DEF, can you, you know, shop for milk at Whole Foods? I mean, honestly, yes. like, yes. or, you know, only if you, you know, X, Y, Z um, and believe in whatever and you're not racist and, you know, all of these, you're not a, you know, you're not white, you know, you, you're not, you know, Jewish or whatever, whatever you are, right? Um, it yeah. can't go down to that. We need to all be free. We have a constitution that lays these principles out and we have to ensure that they are included in any kind of new legislation that's going out there. Sorry, just passionate about, I'll get off my soapbox on that one, but no, if you want to go and, next week, please come. And and what you're saying, and, and what this group is saying is that we're not anti-blockchain or anti-cryptocurrency. It's, it's that we want our um, voice heard in the discussion. Um, you know, because cryptocurrency and blockchains are valuable um, uh, technologies that will help shape the future, but we don't want them instituted in a way that they can be used against us to force us into certain things. Um, and they have the potential to create something that's almost irreversible where they they know everything about you and they've connected it to everything you do and so comments on one system filter through and now because you've made those comments you've been typecast as a particular uh ne'er-do-well or deplorable or whatever term they have for us at that point right and because you now are a deplorable you no longer can shop at grocery stores or you can no longer travel right I mean, the, the no-fly list, we used to be just for terrorists, and now the no-fly list could be for anybody. They just decide you're on a list for whatever reason, or they give you a bounty that you have to pay to get off the list. Like, I, I mean, who knows what they're going to do? So we want to be um, involved in those conversations to help shape what those things are, right? I mean, they, it, and that's really where it comes down to. And, and we don't want to be necessarily funding we want to do what's best for Texas first, not what's best for the world. We don't want to bring the global economy here. We want to worry about the Texas economy. We're not, I mean, that, that, that's one of the things that Fort Worth, I think, that um, said that we're trying to bring the global economy to Fort Worth. And it's like, uh, the global economy will take care of itself. We want to take care of Texans. I mean, that's why we're all here. That's why we're paying our tax, that's where our tax funds should be going. And um, the people who are elected think that they're, um, you know, join, moving us into a larger global club because they're going to get to put that on a resume where they go to work somewhere else or whatever the motivations that they have are. Um, we want to bring it back to reality that this is where we live. This is where our kids live. Um, and we're not going to just let it go without a fight any longer. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we have hit our time for our very first podcast. I think I could probably talk for another two hours. Um, yes. This has been super fun, and I'm excited to bring, we're excited to bring more content to you and special guests around Texas so that you can understand what all you can be doing to help with these initiatives, um, this focused action. Um, so have a wonderful day, everyone, and please be sure to pass this around. We will be posting these podcasts. What was the website again, Bobby? It's, it's focusedaction.io.
focusedaction.io, and then also on our blog, tttexas.com. I'm sure that we will be providing links as long as other, as long, as well as other information there on how to get involved, um, any calls to action. Um, if you're on Telegram, you can um, DM me or Bobby. I'm at Lenny BG, and Bobby is at BobbyTX, and we can add you to our Telegram channel so that you can get updates on Telegram as well for our focused action um, initiatives that we have running um, day to day. So, and if you want to get involved in any of the working groups, we're happy to have you. We just need to, to know which county you're in and we will plug you in. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thanks, Bobby. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.